Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name is Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in ShareYourStories.online. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Angelina Carlton, who is a coach and author with a market niche of helping us design our legacy. Angelina joins us today from Beverly Hills, California. Welcome. Thank you, Trish, for having me. I look forward to our conversation and bringing up the subject of legacy to new viewers as well as viewers that have already considered the subject in their lives. You know, what's really intriguing is you mentioned something very uh, poignant in your story. And one of the things that you said is you asked us to consider that our legacy is really like making a contract with ourselves. So tell us a little bit about that. What did you mean by making a contract? Well, I think it has to do with a commitment to ourselves. I think a lot of the times we don't realize how valuable our thoughts are, our energy, our value that we bring forward. And when we give so much of ourselves, whether we are working for a company or we are an entrepreneur ourselves, I think sometimes we don't realize that we need to... Um, you know, sometimes I refer to something known as special private priority. And what I meant by that is um, in the con making a contract with ourselves, it is knowing that time is of the essence. And if we don't make it a priority, it's almost as if we might blow through not just our life mission or our, or our life purpose, but I would also say it's almost like we're blowing through and bypassing our soul contract of what we could do that's greater in this world. It's almost cutting ourselves short. You know, it's, it's, tell us, tell me a little bit about why you decided to concentrate on this market niche, because it's really very innovative that you're working with folks. And from what I understand, all various age groups, you know, I tend to think that legacy planning only starts maybe when you're in your 60s. Um, but I, after, you know, reading your story, I don't think that's true. Yes, well... <laughs> The actual story has to do with uh, about a decade ago, I, I sat at this fancy uh, six or seven plated luncheon and it had to do with private prisons. That's the story of where, where the pain point comes from. So it was um, in the capacity as a commercial real estate broker and I hadn't realized at that time that just as apartments or storage units or hospitality has a price per door, a price per room, some type of measurement in place, um, similarly, so does prisons as a billion dollar industry. So as I sat at this fancy luncheon, I looked to my left and to my right, and I wondered where is the coaching that's available if we would like to do something that is different? Where is the coaching if we want to not choose just the path that financially rewards us the best, but also honors our values? And so when I went into the marketplace, um, there were coaches that dealt with, um, you know, how to lose weight, how to stop smoking, how to double your income. But there were not coaches that dealt with finding your life legacy. So again, that was about a decade ago. What I've seen since then is more companies come forward, whether it's the financial houses or a variety of different um, brands in the marketplace that are now talking about the subject and caring about it more. Um, I think we have become, as a society, a little bit more conscious of our effect on ourselves and on others, but I think it is you know, kind of a one-by-one -one scenario. So just as the younger generation uh, might feel that they have the world you know, to, to just, you know, they're, they're innovative, they're thinking outside of the box, they're 
um, they're realizing that they can't do things perhaps as, you know, people have done things before. And so I think that's where their hunger comes in regarding wanting to um, look at the subject and define, develop and execute their legacy for themselves. A lot of these young individuals have also had a background in sports. So they know what it is to what I might call take the, the ball and just run with it. And I say that in both females and males. So they have a reference point in life where they have won and now they want to win when it comes to their legacy. Um, I would also say for older individuals that are baby boomers on up, I think they especially realized, you know, when you refer to that contract we make with ourselves that, um, you know, now is the time. They they don't have perhaps another two decades or three decades. They they don't know per se when their uh, time here runs out. So the luxury of time definitely becomes a conversation, and they bring so much intellect and ambition and experience. And some of the projects that they're working on is related to bringing more algae back in the myco uh, phytoplankton in the oceans. They also are thinking about how to. Um, transfer the plastics that are in the Caribbean Ocean into energy. I mean, the amount of life experiences that they can bring forward, they are. And it is truly amazing because they look around and they see the problems that need to be solved right now. And if no one else is standing up within their social circle, social circle, I think that is especially when coaching becomes invaluable because they need somebody in their corner both to hold them accountable to their guiding principles, but also to see their perspective if the people that are closest around them, you know, don't right now. Sure. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is that you really admire courage. And I think to your point, you know, it really takes a lot of courage to step outside the norms and really do something different. So in terms of helping clients sort of uh, yes. reach, reach those things and reach those goals and aspire to something different, um, you know, can you give us an example of some outside the box thinking that you've come across in the last, you know, you've mentioned you've been doing this work for 10 years. Well, I actually started in 2014. It, 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 yeah, um, I went back to school with the Coaches Training Institute, their executive program, their six month program. So I've definitely learned a lot since 2014. Um, so I, I'd like to share one thought and then I, I would like to answer your question. I think one of the surprising aspects about coaching is that whether somebody is in Dubai or they are in Asia or whatever time zone they might be in, human emotion is across mm -hmm. generations, it's across cultures, it's not just that person is in a different geography, therefore they are different than me. One of the things that coaching brings up as an aha surprise moment is, yeah. oh my gosh, that person is more similar to me in the fears of, gosh, if I step outside of the box, if I do take that chance and risk assessment, um, you know, what, what do I have to deal with? And, and can I handle it? And can I trust myself? So, um, so I wanted to bring up that point, that I think that one of the, the, the effects that comes with being a coach in this, in this industry, in this field, is realizing that we're much more the same when it comes to emotional intelligence and mastering that inner landscape than we realize that it's, mm -hmm. in other words, it's scary for everyone in the journey to, to grow and to evolve and to transform. Nobody wakes up and says, yeah, challenge me. <laughs> you know, that's a really good point because I think we fear or we think sometimes that, you know, um, we're alone, you know, we, we work in isolation. Um, you know, the entrepreneurial community, especially now where a lot of us are working from remote locations, um, we don't have that day-to-day -day connection with 
our peer group so that, you know, they can help to support us. So to your point that someone in the coaching world really can help to uplift and uphold uh, the vision that they may have set out for themselves. Yeah, I'd like to speak on that point for a moment and then I'll answer your question <laughs> from before. I think one of the things that comes with coaching that a lot of the times uh, coaches need to disclose to their clients is when the client starts to change, the circle of people around them are going to notice. And mm -hmm. some people will be inspired by that. Some people you can say, oh, I invite you, come with me as I grow and evolve. And other people are not going to like it because it will challenge the status quo of your immediate circle. Well, they'll say, well, Trish, we've only known you this way. Well, right. now you're changing. What's up with that? Right. And so I think that's one of the things like when you spoke, uh, uh, when you speak to that loneliness aspect, I think, um, again, and I've mentioned this uh, previously in conversations, coaching isn't for the faint of heart. It really, you have to dig in deep and trust yourself and know that when you go on this journey, yes, like you've brought up, other people are watching and they will be inspired. And some people might also say, gosh, you know, that shines a light on me that where I'm not growing, but look at Trish. Wow, she's just, she's, she's doing great out there. And there, there can be a little bit of, of envy and jealousy. And I think there's also a skill set that has to come with that, that coaches need to talk about so that the client doesn't become alienated even more. Right. That's very true. That's a very, that's an excellent, um, you know, touch point because it's a two way street, right? Yeah. And especially for individuals that are very successful, whether they're executives or they're affluent, I think it's sometimes it's, it's kind of like a, a chess game and they have to think about, you know, if this piece changes, how do these other five also change because when when we change <laughs> i think there's a lot of other things that are important to think about you know a lot of times we think okay well we're going to grasp our own potential and that is important in this life like would you mentioned before like that contract that we hold with ourselves in integrity integrity but i also think that there is a piece that we need to look at in reverie in reflection regarding how then will it also affect others both good and bad mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're right. Our circle of influence will change. Yeah. And some people will like it when we grow and other people will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try and knock you off the throw pedestal, a little bit right? <laughs> well, they'll, they'll just they'll, they'll throw shade. And I think, again, that's one of those things that um, and with that jealousy, they might also be asking the question of, well, how come no one's supporting me? And right. how come Trish is getting this support? And so I think, right. again, those are conversations that need to be worked out because, um yeah, I think with transparency, then the journey becomes easier compared to if like, you know, they, there was all that football yesterday in America compared to if we just take the football and we're, we are running like the star quarterback. Um, yeah, some people will be cheering us on, but some other people will, you know, think it's not fair. Gosh, why does, you know, that person just get to run with it? Yeah. I love the analogy that you use for football because, you know, we're all going to an end game, right? We're all trying to get a touchdown. We're all trying to leave some sort of an imprint on the world. So what are some of the things that, that you know, you have found that are sort of outside the norm or give are ins very inspirational that other folks are sort of working towards in order to leave a footprint? Um, do you mean real life examples or do you mean like powerful questions to ask in the moment? Either or, either where, whatever you feel would will give someone that that pause that they can think of their in reflection, you know, because you've mentioned it, it does take a lot of reflection and the journey can be fraught with uh, roadblocks. So what would be one of the things that you would recommend or suggest that would help people reach the touchdown? 
Well, I oftentimes think, and I recently wrote an Instagram post about this, I think it, ha it, it has more to do with being true to ourselves and growing more into who we are meant to be than it is about posturing. A lot of the times I see ads out there, especially in the luxury industry, and it's about, you know, I don't know, bravado. And, and when I talk to individuals that have the means to do great things, um, it isn't about that. It, it is about having the courage to be more of themselves despite uh, what others in their social social circle might think. So uh, also let me give you an example for a moment. Um, when I ask individuals to define their legacy, it's just, it, it's both for themselves, but it's also for like when you have spoken about the public watching. So if we're talking about sports, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, a lot of the times uh, an athlete will have many coaches around them, such as Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods could have a, a coach for this golf swing or, or this technique and so forth. But the, but the coach they sometimes forget about is the coach that deals with their legacy so that they realize it's not just um, their public image, which obviously, you know, today in the transparency of the Internet, we all are a little bit of public figures. Mm -hmm. but, but it's also asking those questions that look at somebody as a full human being, not just a performer out there. And when I say a performer, it's not just a performer on the field, they could be a performer in their workplace, a performer, you know, given their skills and talents. Um, so in terms of inspiring others, and I think that's what you're asking about, there, I think those questions have to do with bringing more of who that individual is to the surface um, compared to what society wants of them. So like a question, uh -huh. That could be, uh, that, that's a question I like to ask is, you know, who, who could you be if you had nothing to prove? Or something where it takes out that element of um, wanting to impress other people. Like sometimes people think ego is bad. Ego isn't necessarily bad. Sometimes ego can push us, but it's what I call like the negative ego. If, you know, it's understanding if we're doing things for the right reasons. And, and, and so I think that in terms of inspiring other, others, it's, it's the invitation to bring more of who they are forward, not what other people want of them, or looking at both and asking, how can those two worlds meet? You know, that's a really very, very good point, because, you know, sometimes we make choices in life because we think other people expect that of us rather than perhaps following our heart. You know, there's that always that juggling between, you know, what we think we should do and what we would really feel or like to do. Um, so that's a really important distinction. It is. And I think a lot of the times, whether somebody finds themselves again, in, if they find themselves in a position of success, you know, they could be in a family business, maybe they're at a public company, but there's still that pressure of other people are relying on them to be a certain way. So right. if they change, not only can they trust themselves, um, I, I just think in, in that sense, it, it is, you know, it's that moment of, where maybe they're not only challenging what other people expect of them, but you know, this is where I, I, I go a little bit esoteric, where they are, where they also get the opportunity to challenge what I call you know fate or destiny. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So they're not yeah. so so passive anymore. So when we speak about this subject of legacy, it is it's again it's allowing them to come forward um, underneath all of the pressure of maybe what other people want them to be. And this might be um, the first step of a journey that they're taking because no one else has asked them to be true to themselves. No one else has asked them to step out of that. So again, <laughs> it's important to look at the ripple effects sure. so that that journey becomes um, safe for them in the short term as well as the long term. Because 
you always want your client to have wins because if the momentum is at their back, they will love coaching and they'll keep coming back again and again because they're getting those wins. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we ask entrepreneurs to do in the guest blog series is we ask them to provide three words of advice. And your three words are define, develop, and execute. So tell us why those three are important to you and the folks that you uh, connect with. Well, I had to kind of distill it down to something that would be simple to, mm -hmm. to remember. And I think that when somebody defines it, then it's something that that is anchored into their world. And it's also something that they can frame and put in their environment. I encourage all the clients that I work with to, to frame their vision statement or their mission statement or what it is that is important to them because our environment makes up 33% of our momentum, whether we realize it or not. So either our environment supports us or it doesn't support us. So I, I think that that is one of the first places I like to start with clients is, um, going through a process with them that helps them define it. And that is understanding their guiding principles. Why do they do what they do? So I'll give you a, a for example, um, some like, for instance, um, you might say my guiding principles is the more stories that get shared, the more that I am in integrity. I'm just making that up right now. I don't, I don't know if that's your guiding <laughs> principle or not. And so obviously it would be wonderful if you framed that. Um, and it also allows you to understand what is that thing that when you get up in the morning, it becomes the higher purpose of why you do what you do. And, right. and, it's, and it's really, again, it's excavating and uncovering, kind of like detective work, you know, why is this so important to you? Where does it come from? What does it mean to you? And again, that, when that gets anchored in, that can bypass the headaches, that can bypass the you know, the rejection or the things that you might come across or anybody can come across that can slow a person down. You know, it's like when that there's that speedboat and there's those gallon drums that are slowing yeah. it down behind it <laughs> compared yeah. to allowing the speedboat just to race forward. Yeah, yeah. very good so, analogy. So I think defining it is a process. Yeah, so I think defining it is uh, the first step because you have to get really clear about what's important, what's not important, and, um, and again, values. I mean, a lot of the times we hear that in the business world, oh, define your values, know your values. But here's the piece that gets uh, left out. It's how are you living it day in and day out? Like if there is an Excel spreadsheet or a Google, you know, Google has like spreadsheets, okay. You know, on, on whether it's on a daily basis or a weekly basis, how is it that you are aligning your activities? And that's where it can right. get a little bit scary because you're then getting kind of conf confrontational with your client to ask them to step up. And when they do, they're really happy, but at first it can be uncomfortable because sure. again, the ripple effect is, well, I've always done something before and that is what's familiar. And even if as a human species, we like familiarity, familiarity doesn't always lead to happiness. Growth leads to happiness. Right. And that actually brings them to the development, right? Because they have to develop the plan. Well, they have to develop. So when they, when they, they, they decide on how they would like to define what the legacy means to them personally, then yes, it goes into the development phase and there's, um, you know, the, the different tools that are available to them. And again, I lean into the coactive coaching model. There's many powerful questions that can be asked. There's use of metaphor. There's, uh, 
even, uh, you know, what we call dancing in the moment, because no two coaching sessions are ever the same. The same and yeah. what gets thrown at the client, you know, as they grow, as they change, there's new challenges for them, for which sure. they can talk ab about with their coach. And then yeah. the last third phase is what I call execute. And that's when it's, it's, you know, they're taking actions every single week. And there's assignments that the coach gives to them that challenges them. And as you know, with um, coaching, you can ask your client to do something. And, and again, it's, it's kind of like back to that contract. They can accept the contract, they can counter, or they can reject it. Right. So, so an example could be, I could say hypothetically, all right, Trisha, I'd like you to um, create a movie from all of your uh, share your story interviews. And you could say, well, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Maybe I'll counter or maybe right. you'll take me up on the challenge. So right. again, it's, um, it's encouraging the client. It's nurturing the client's legacy. And it's also um, giving them the freedom to choose how much do they want to grow. One of the things that I say often in these interviews is if the coach says it, it's interesting conversation at best. If the client says it, they own it. Oh, for sure. That's a wonderful way to end our discussion. I like the fact that we need to own our own plan in order to execute our legacy. So thank you so much for that. Thank I you. Just, thank you very much, Trish. Thank you for having me on. And Well, Angelina, you've given us some great food for thought. And I think that there is a lot of folks that maybe will sit and ponder over their coffee at some point in time this weekend, just what kind of legacy that they're going to be leaving behind and what kind of positive footprint are they going to lead for the next generation. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, Trish. And to our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us for another segment of Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real, where we've introduced you to the person behind the logo. And if you have a business story that you would like to share, please join us and visit the website, shareyourstories.online. Thank you so much.